Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Birds 365. He's John McMullen, and I'm your guy, Tone DeShields II, filling in for the infamous Jody Mack. He had to take care of some business today, and uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with my man, John. I know we normally get it in on football 24-7, but, uh, you know, it's always fun. How are you feeling this morning, John? Doing well. Infamous for Jody. Well, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's famous. I don't know. Well, sometimes. Sometimes I think he's infamous. Hey, listen, depends on who you talk to, right? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we get into it. So, all right, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's, – it's, it's definitely entertaining when you guys get into it, man, because, uh, you know, you you guys you guys look at the game. You guys approach the game from such uh, varying, uh, varied uh, perspectives. Uh, Jody being the radio guy, you being uh, the journalist, right? But, you know, when it comes to this Philadelphia Eagles team, you know, I feel like a lot of people have – varying positions that they like to 
you know, talk about them from. Some people uh, feel like this team is entering the playoffs on the wrong foot. Uh, a lot of people believe that this team still is very talented and all they need is some time to get right. So, you know, I, I, I want to pick your brain, you know, from that angle. You know, how much stock do you put into momentum? Because, again, uh, they went two and two in their final four games. Uh, Hertz missed two of those games. Um, the offense didn't seem to have the same uh, level of energy. And on top of that, you know, they lost to their rival. And the play calling seemed to be shaky at times. So, again, uh, I'm curious to know how much stock do you put into momentum, especially at this time of the season? Um, it, it can work both, both ways. I, I think it helps with confidence, you know, San Francisco being the team. I mean, they've gone on, on this impressive run and, uh, I do think it breeds confidence. You know, uh, I used to cover Denny green back in the day, uh, rest his soul. Great, uh, great coach. I, I, you know, um, kind of mentored Tony Dungy and, and Brian Billick who went on to win Super Bowls, but, um, you know, he used to say winning is a habit and, and to the same degree, losing is a habit. Um, and I agree with that. I've always, it's always stuck with me, obviously. That's why I just brought it up. So I, I do agree with that part of it. Uh, on the other hand, um, you know, the Eagles by and large have continued, uh, to win games, at least when Jalen hurts is out there, um, whether, you know, the style points are there or they're not. So, you know, if they had lost a, a, a couple games, you know, if Jalen was there and they lost against the Cowboys and the Saints, especially the Saints, I would have went, oh, well, you know, there might be some issues here. But he wasn't. So I'm not that concerned. And, and people in Philadelphia should look back to 2017. And, you know, if they remember, the end of the regular season wasn't great. And to the point where the Eagles essentially broke down uh, the offense and and Doug Peterson told uh, John D. Polippo specifically to sort of you know let's see what Nick Foles is comfortable with and let's go in that direction, which is very rare, and that coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. Uh, so they were not playing well, and I think people forget they didn't even play well against Atlanta in the divisional round, but they they survived and. Um, all of a sudden they took off and, and the rest is history. So it can kind of work both ways, but I always like the baseball mentality. Uh, uh, you know, momentum is as important as your next day's starting pitcher. And football, you see it all the time. I mean, that's what kind of separates good teams from great teams is the consistency from week to week. You'll see good teams, Dallas, Minnesota, teams like that. They're good teams. They won a lot of games. They're good teams, but they're not consistent from week to week. And they have these ugly outlier games. Most, you know, you saw the Cowboys against the Commanders. Um, so it, it can work both ways, but I, I'm, I'm not too concerned about it because the Eagles' struggles had to do with Jalen Hurts' uh, injury. Now that I'm concerned about that. <laughs> That I'm concerned about, uh, the health of Jalen Hurts. Um, but from your standpoint, your momentum question, I'm not overly concerned with it. Yeah, you know, you brought up the fact that this team has been consistent for the most part all year. 
And really the first hiccup came against Washington, but we saw how that game went. It was their first game turning the ball over that way, and still they had a chance to win that game. And then the next losses came against Dallas and the Saints, games where they did not have their quarterback. So you can kind of make sense of why that turned out the way it turned out. You know, again, this team's been consistent. They've shown us – see, I believe in trends, right? And that's how you really find out who someone is in in, in any walk of life, right? Right. What have you, you know, what have you done in, in years past and games past and weeks past? You know, whenever you've had opportunities, what have you done? And 14 out of the 17 times the Philadelphia Eagles have won games. So why do you think it is so hard for this fan base or even people who are critical of the team who may not be fans? Why do you think it's so hard for them to acknowledge the level of consistency the Philadelphia Eagles have had? Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, Philadelphia locally, I, I can't talk, you know, national people don't believe in the team. Um, and I, I think a lot of that, and some do, some don't. I think a lot of that has to do with not wanting to admit uh, you're wrong against Jalen Hurts. I'm the first. I, I never thought he could reach this level, but it's okay to change your opinion or, or, uh, um, too many people are afraid of doing that. I mean, you know, he's evolved as a player. Um, give him credit. Uh, I, I think that's difficult for people. So I think that's part of it. Um, locally, I mean, I, I think Philadelphia, you know, there's certain things about this city that are never going to go away. And we joke about it when it comes to, you know, aggression on defense. Never going to go away. <laughs> Uh, no matter how many rules they change, they could be playing flag football years from now because of the safety concerns. And, you know, they'll be talking about, you got to be more physical. Um, and, and, and part of it is, you know, everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that's always been, all right, when is the bad thing going to happen? Um, I don't know how, how, meaningful that is i don't think it's meaningful at all you know the underdog thing i wish you know that's never going away john Let's, it's I'll be never honest, going you know, away it's another one born and it's raised here one. that's never going away jason kelsey uh started his own clothing line with the underdog theme uh this year and i i i told that story on the show nick you know as he's want to do supports his players and is wearing the underdog stuff. And I told him, you haven't been an underdog all year. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you know, it, it's never going away. You're right. It doesn't make sense, but it's never going away. But I mean, I mean, let's really dig deep on it, right? You said it yourself. People tend not to believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if it's the colors. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's I mean, the, the way, the way the city, the way the fans carry themselves, but generally, at least from what I've always heard throughout the years, the Philadelphia Eagles have always been that team. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they, they don't really have the same mystique or I don't know. They don't carry the same level of um respect or they don't get the same level of respect as teams who probably won the same amount of Super Bowls as them. But because they have certain guys in their team or maybe because they're a little bit more marketable, um, they kind of get the looks or they get talked about in a, in a certain light. You know, it's. I don't think that underdog mentality is something that will ever disappear, you know, with this city, with this team, especially when you consider the way they're covered. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. I, I, you know, one of the things, another thing, I think there's a lot of false narratives out there. I mean, hmm. one of the things is, you know, there's, there's no doubt. Part of the reason is that 
people in this city consider their biggest rival to be Dallas. And Dallas is um, sort of, there are certain teams in every sport, the New York Yankees in baseball, um, the Lakers or Celtics in basketball when they're doing well. Um, and in football, it's the Cowboys. And and they're, uh, and it dates back to Tom Landry and Roger Staubach and players that, um, you know, uh, the modern generation probably doesn't even remember uh, or doesn't know that much about. And they were a great team and a great dynasty. And they became America's team and all that nonsense. And they deliver um, the best television ratings. So, you know, the league does defer to them when it comes to national coverage. But the Eagles are top two or top, not, I shouldn't say top five. The Eagles are the the Eagles are are coveted by this league, and the and the ironic thing about the coverage, the coverage, and I think it happens, you know, maybe the high profile guys. Think about it: Tony Romo, Cowboys; Troy Aikman, Cowboys; Daryl Johnston, Cowboys. Um, but those guys are good at it. <laughs> I right. mean, they're good at it. So you think it's more um, so, so? So you think it's more so amongst their peers? Amongst ownership groups, the Philadelphia Eagles are respected as a top five oh, organization. But as far as media, they, it's a bit different. They are um, the Eagles are coveted when they're even forget about as good as they are this year. Um, when they're just you know maybe winning nine, ten games, you're gonna they're they're always on national TV. You don't have to worry about them getting national TV windows. All us. You hear all us reporters complaining about night games. We don't want night games, and the Eagles have too <laughs> no, many damn night games because they're coveted because they draw television ratings. Not, maybe not quite to the level of the Cowboys, but they draw tremendous ratings. So they're uh, they're in the haves, so to speak. They're not in have-nots. There's a lot of teams uh, that look at the Eagles with envy. Uh, when it comes to stuff like that. And, and, and to be honest, I talked to somebody at the Eagles when they were getting, when they were talking about flexing the giants game. And I was like, man, I hope they leave us at one o'clock. They, 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 Cause they don't <laughs> want night games. Um, and then the second thing is that, that from the coverage standpoint, NFL films has been in Mount Laurel, New Jersey for years. There are actually so many Eagles fans Fans in TV, fans are, uh, TV's a little different than reporters. Eagles fans who, you know, are in the industry uh, because of where uh, NFL films has been for so long. I think people don't realize that, uh, how many how many people actually pull for the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, probably more than any other team, to be honest. <laughs> that that's going to slap people in the face a little bit. Um, so I think it's a false narrative. I really do. I think, I think it, and, and Joe Buck doesn't hate the Eagles. There's, there's, <laughs> there's 31 other teams that think uh, Joe Buck hates us. Um, no, he doesn't. He's objective. He doesn't, um, you know, and if you want to, if you want, I always, you know, for me, this is very difficult and I get very in trouble because media has shifted towards, you know, people assume all the time, well, they don't know me. There's, it's, it's so funny because in one day I'll get accused of 
being a, an Eagles fan because I say something nice about them, and I'll I'll be accused of being a hater because I say something honest about them. Same day, different people see things through a different lens. But the assumption is because I cover the team, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm not an Eagles fan. Never have been. Never will be. I'm not a fan of any of these teams. Uh, that uh, I'm I'm old school from that perspective. You can't do this job correctly if you can't be objective. That bothers me. It bothers a lot of older school guys. Um, but that's the way the world is going. So it shifts in that direction. It's very hard for people to believe that announcers, reporters can be objective. They can, and most of them are, especially the ones who who do it the right way. Hey, objectively speaking, you are one of the best covering the Eagles, and objectively speaking, everyone loves uh, a true underdog story. You know, next up we have our guy Ricky Ricardo. Man, I've, I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm prepared for this one. He's the Spanish radio play-by-play voice for the New York Yankees and the Philadelphia Eagles, and also a talk show host on. Now, how 94. about that? Yankees and Eagles. Ricky, right? Got that's that, a, right. Uh, talk about being objective, right? Yeah. Man. <laughs> He's also a talk show host on 94 WIP and WFAN. And also a voiceover actor. So Ricky Ricardo is a jack of all trades, man. So I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say about these Philadelphia Eagles being in the playoffs, having the number one seed, having that bye. It's going to be really exciting to hear what he has to say. You guys are locked in on Birds 365. Continue to smash that like button. Continue to stay engaged. You have a lot of things to cover. So keep it locked, you guys. Ricky Ricardo is coming up next. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. 
Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Welcome back to Birds 365. He's John McMullen. I'm your guy, Tony. Show the second filling in for Jordan Mack. And we're joined by the legendary voice of the Eagles in Espanol, Ricky Ricardo, covering the New York Yankees and the Philadelphia Eagles. Ricky, how are you feeling, sir? Morning, Tone. J-Mac, how are you? How is everybody? Ricky. Yeah, good to see you, bud. Uh, yeah, it's getting some of that Aaron Judge money up there with the New York Yankees. Now, that is <laughs> that is big time. That's why I love you know, uh, it. Aaron's going to get close to my salary. Yeah, plus, I figured he'd get about three quarters was my yeah. guess. Uh, <laughs> pre-deal. Uh, good to see you, though, Ricky. Uh, wanted to talk. Tone and I were uh, discussing momentum uh, going into the playoffs. Obviously, the Eagles uh, weren't playing their best football. I think that's fair to say at the end of the season. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, context to that, starting with Jalen Hurts. So, that's where I want to start. And is the momentum a bigger concern for you or the health of the quarterback? Because here's Nick Sirianni again on Tuesday saying, Oh, we knew he was going to be hurting like hell. And Jalen knew he was going to be hurting like hell. What the heck is going on with this injury? When it first happened, they were like, Oh, he might be back for Dallas six days later. Now he's hurting like hell over three weeks later. I, I think to a certain extent, somebody might be trying to pull our leg a little bit because <laughs> if this guy is as hurt as they make it seem to be and those very comments you just mentioned, then we're coming right out of the gate with, what, eight straight pass plays at the beginning of the game? You would think if your MVP quarterback is in that much discomfort that you would rely heavily on your running game, or you'd figure out some other way other than using the quote-unquote very painful right arm and shoulder of, of Jalen Hurts. So I don't know how much of this is gamesmanship and how much of it is fact. Uh, as far as momentum is concerned, uh, you know, in baseball they say momentum is as good as your next day starting. Yeah, pitch. I said that. I said that. Yeah. Way to go. Buck. So uh, as far as this – particular situation with a week off I think all bets are off I think you scrub everything with this bye week this is huge to have this bye week here for the Eagles to kind of have a complete reset I think this team will come out you'll it'll look a lot more guys in my opinion it'll look a lot more like the undefeated team and, and a lot of this is not even just on Jalen Hurts 
but on Lane Johnson, who to, to, to me is just a you, – you can't understate the impact of not having him on that right side of the offensive line. But I do believe, and in, in, in my gut is telling me, that when they do hit the field, and I believe, and I don't know if we're going to get into this or not, but I think it'll be against the Giants, and it'll probably be on Saturday night because I'm I'm picking Tampa Bay to win, and I'm picking Minnesota, uh, the Giants to beat Minnesota. So I think on Saturday night at Lincoln Financial Field, which I guess would be the 21st, uh, I think it's Eagles-Giants, and I think Jalen Hurts will be just fine, and you're going to see a tremendous turnpike tussle battle Round three between those two division opponents. Just a wild guess of mine, obviously speculative, but I think that's the direction we're going in. Hey, Ricky, we're definitely going to get into that. And uh, I would definitely have to agree with you about those Giants. Um, but, you know, you brought up Lane Johnson and protecting Jalen Hurts, especially at this time in the season, is going to be paramount to their success in the grand scheme of things. Um, and Lane Johnson is important. You know, I never want to pretend like his role in his team is minimized or doesn't matter. He is vital. He's vital. He's a vital cog. He's vital to this team's success. But, you know, since he's going down, to me at least, it seems like the rest of this offensive line is being slept on. I'm not saying Jack Driscoll was on his level. I'm not saying Andre Dillard is on his level. But you still have an all-pro center, Jason Kelsey. You still have a you still have pro, a pro bowler in Landon Dickerson. You have two pro bowl alternates in uh, Jordan Milada and Isaac Samalu. So, you know, I'm asking you, right, do you think that the rest of this offensive line is being overlooked um, without Lane Johnson? He's just Tony. He's, he's a real pillar of that line. He balances things out. What I saw in the in the couple of games without Lane as compared to, let's say, the first 11, 12 weeks before guys start really getting nicked up is pressure is getting to Jalen Hurts a little bit quicker. The decision that Jalen has to make between I'm going to get rid of the football or I'm going to run, I'm going to – that decision-making process has been accelerated from that side of the line. You can – you know, when, when you're in my booth and you're obviously watching, it's, it's almost like a, a, a human all-22 that I've got when I'm calling the game, as, as John from the press box. But you can watch some of that pressure come in from that side just a little bit quicker than it does when Lane is there. And that decision-making process has accelerated. And look, Jalen, up until now, I think, has been able to handle it. But you saw some of the turnovers. Remember, this team hardly ever turned the football over early in the year. You started to see more penalties later in the year here these last few games. You've seen some more turnovers. They've looked much more "quote unquote" human than they did. It was a, a football machine, yeah. you know. Early yeah. in the season, you're seeing some of the more, uh, you know, some of the more mistake-prone moments happen since Lane has been out. So, my, you know, you had to use a tight end on that side to help out Driscoll a little bit more, which takes away, I think, from Dallas Goddard's use as a receiver. So, uh, having Lane, I think, is a two-tier return. I think. You can leave him on an island on that side. Goddard is much more effective now as a receiver, as a receiving tight end. You don't have to use Stoll and everyone else for help on that <laughs> side. It just helps the offense in, in several ways. It's a domino effect having Lane out. Not saying that the rest of the line doesn't deserve all the credit, as you mentioned, Tone. This is one of the best, if not the best, offensive line in the entire National Football League. But I tell you what, that's a key pillar on that side of the line when you've got Lane out. 
Just a quick yeah, follow-up, John. Sorry, John. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. Just a quick follow-up. So if you're the man in charge, Ricky, I think we all know how the team is going to handle the offensive line. They might have Jack just to go out there um, in the event that Lane can't go. He says he's going to try to push it. But in the event that he can't go, how would you construct this offensive line? You know, I, the idea of using Dillard and Mylotta on either side instead of Driscoll, I, I've heard that. That idea come up. I don't know if you want to go that draft. I mean, I, if Lane can't go, you I guess you do have to go to – I would go to Driscoll. Uh, several people have asked me about the other concept, and I'll ask you guys. Mylotta and, and, and Dillard, one on each side. Where do you put, you know, uh, either guy? Uh, but like I said, if you're when you're using Driscoll, the tight end becomes more of a blocking position than a receiving position, at least on – I don't know what percentage more plays, but but the offense is not as diverse or as creative as it is when Dallas Goddard is attacking the linebackers. So personally, if, you know, your question, if I were the guy and I'm making that call, after much consideration, I'd probably still go Driscoll with, with some help on that side. Although the concept of having Dillard and Mylotta on either side of the line has been brought up to me. Yeah, I, I, I think, Ricky, that had to do with the fact that they always expected Lane back for the playoffs, and, mm -hmm. and Lane's going to try to play through this. So, in other words, if Lane was deemed out for the season and he had surgery, I think it would have been a more serious conversation. All right, we got to get our best five on the field. We got to move Jordan to the right side because he's he doesn't care. Jordan doesn't care. He'll do it. Yeah, he Andre Dillard. Um, uh, is very uncomfortable on the right side, so he would have to play left tackle. I think if Lane was out, you know, and we knew, done for the season, I think that would have been a more serious conversation. But the Eagles knew it was a stopgap. It was about getting through two games. And I, I, I think you're right about – but it, it, there's not much to criticize about this coaching staff. They've done a tremendous, tremendous job. We know Shane Steichen is going to interview for three head coaching jobs over the weekend. Jonathan Gannon may be the front runner in Houston. Um, great job by this coaching staff. One little nitpick I would have, and you were talking about you need to help Jack Driscoll uh, on the right side. I don't think they help him enough. I think they're used to leaving Lane and Jordan on an island. And that helps. That is such a luxury uh, because it enables you to do so many things on offense. Same thing defensively when we saw with Avante Maddox, him being out of the lineup at times, they tell Josiah Scott, hey, we're going to play this uh, quirky Tampa 2 invert defense. Make sure you hit your landmark. Uh-uh. You got to make it a little bit more comfortable. If that's Avante Maddox, fine. We saw it with Reed Blankenship and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Reed's done a tremendous job as an undrafted rookie, but you can't expect him to do what CJ does. No. Um, I And I think too often they believe the hype on this next man up mentality and they say, all right, next guy up, do what this guy does. And that's not realistic to me. Am I being too nitpickish, Ricky? Ricardo? No, no, I don't think you are. Uh, look, the depth on this team has been tested. It's done a heck of a job. I'm, I, I look. I'm, I'm I the first one that, uh, that'll sit here and tell you when I saw Blankenship for you know that torpedo attitude of his, 
is is refreshing, but it's dangerous. But I tell you what, uh, Howie Roseman, who I believe this morning, did I read somewhere where Howie Roseman or maybe NFL Network is really being touted as executive of the year? Yeah. All, you know, all, all applause has to go and all the credit in the world has to go to a guy like that and his staff for, for putting together layer after layer of guys that can take that mentality of the next man up to a certain level. But obviously, when you've got guys the talent level of a C.J. Gardner Johnson or an Avante Maddox, there's only so much you can do. Uh, that's why, you know, that's why these guys are backups. Let's be let's be frank about it. Uh, having said that, they've done an incredible job, but really the, uh, you know, the, 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 the level that they need to reach to be able to have that luxury, as you mentioned, John, is something that it's a tightrope that you walk each and every time that you put those guys out there. Yeah, you know, speaking of guys like Reed Blankenship and Josiah Scott Rookie, you know, it makes me think about, you know, where those guys would normally be, right? Being undrafted, being uh, lowly drafted, right? Those guys would typically be on the special teams. And, you know, we talked about momentum, and the Philadelphia Eagles special teams hasn't had the greatest of momentum earlier in the season, but it seems like they're starting to get things figured out in that regard. And, you know, it makes me think about the 2017 team. You know, I was watching some old film of the 2017 Super Bowl team for the Philadelphia Eagles, and outside of the offense and defense, what made their team so special, so dynamic, was their ability to make plays on special teams. So I guess my question for you is, you know, has this version of the Philadelphia Eagles um, elevated their special teams in a way that you can trust them in the postseason? In the last month, Tom, in the last three, four games, marked improvement. Especially, look, Boston Scott adds a dimension on kickoffs. And, you know, we've seen uh, against the Giants. So you're talking about two giant games with Boston Scott being this incredible giant killer. So really, when I'm looking at Eagles special teams, I think they hit their probably all-time low sometime around Thanksgiving. But since then, in the month of December, marked improvement. I don't exactly know. Maybe, John, you can help me out here. I don't exactly know where I can put my finger on it to say exactly where I think they have elevated their game on special teams the most. I think in every aspect, it's gotten better. But I agree with you, Tone. This team's special teams on in every facet, right around that December who we play Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, it was Tennessee on on uh, on my birthday on December fourth, and then the Giants on December eleventh. Especially up in the Meadowlands, I think if memory serves me correctly, from that game on, on the eleventh of December in in New York, things have gotten markedly better, much better in every facet of special teams. And I do agree, the Super Bowl winning team, Doug Peterson's team, on special teams. I think they were one of the top in the entire league that season, not just one of the better Eagles versions of special teams that we have seen. Cause we remember, I remember we were talking about the, the special teams coaches, you know, being lauded, you know, around the league at, at that particular yeah. time, but they, they were special. The special teams were special. Yeah. <laughs> they were very special. Yeah. So yeah, marked improvement in the last month. And I think that's going to be huge going into this postseason. Yeah, one of my early criticisms of the Eagles, because special teams is about the only thing they haven't done well, um, I think, uh, overall through the whole season. You're right, that that Tennessee game is when it kind of started to turn around 
a little bit, Ricky, because it was the Green Bay game before that where they had all the issues right. uh, with the kick returner there, Nixon. Um, and then they started elevating Christian Ellis, who uh, proved to be a very good special teams player. They ultimately had to put him on the 53 because he was so good. Um, that's what the Eagles did under Dave Fipp. And Dave got here uh, during Chip Kelly's reign. Right. And then and then they always had the Chris Maragoses, the Brian Bramans. They had guys who were specifically there for special teams. I think the Eagles got away from that. Even Rudy Ford was a heck of a special teams player when he was healthy. Uh, they brought him in. I think they got away from some of that, and, and they got back to it by putting Christian Ellis on the team. So I think that helped. I think putting Boston Scott a kick returner. Boy, there's one. If there's one thing that was so obvious, they they Quez Watkins is not a good kick returner. We've seen no. it for two years. Yeah, We've right. seen it for two years. Britton Covey, nicest kid in the world, just doesn't have the long speed to be a kickoff returner. And you got Boston Scott. Now he's not going to be Cordaro Patterson, but he's rock solid, and he's going to get you what what you should get on a particular kickoff return. But I'll still say, Ricky. Still concerns me, special teams. Aaron Seaposs is out. Wasn't that great to begin with. Now you have Brett Kern, who hasn't exactly knocked it out of uh, 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 the park as a punter. Jake Elliott's been solid, but I think there are 13 categories, pro football focus grades. The Eagles are top half of the league in 12. The only thing they're bottom half in the league in is special teams, and I think they're number 30. So they're way down at the bottom. So that is my one concern about this team going into the playoffs. Well, I think they were that bad early in the year. And as you said, I think things bottomed out that night against Green Bay. We've seen the marked improvement. Is it enough to get them out of the, you know, that number 30 hole? And, and I think that ranking is well-deserved, John. I'm not even arguing with that ranking. I, yeah. I'm agreeing. But I'm saying, I, and I agree, early in the season, until they got a couple of things straightened out, it was pathetic. It was one of the worst, if not the worst, in the league. So I think what they have returned to or have improved to is a level of competent special teams but the word special still does not describe this particular group. Yeah, I, I, at this point, I will call them average teams, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, it makes me think about Green Bay last year. Uh, they were a team that was the number one seed. They had the best quarterback. They had Devontae Adams still. They were firing on all cylinders. But then they ran up against the San Francisco 49ers at Lambeau in a snowstorm. And that's the kind of game where offense is not going to have their best day. You know you're gonna need all you're gonna you're gonna have to play 60 minutes of football. You're gonna need everyone to do their job to, to the best of their ability. And it just seemed, no, it, it didn't seem. It was the fact that the special teams laid an egg. They yeah. lost that game strictly because of special teams. And one of my fears, and I know John has brought up, um, brought this up earlier in the season. You know, one of my fears with this team is that yeah, they'll check every box offensively and defensively, but they may drop the ball on, on special teams. They may give up give up give up a score or give up bad field position on. Or, or, or on a potential game-winning drive for whatever quarterback they're going up against, right? So, I mean, does the, does the special teams concern you enough to the point where it can be a liability in the playoffs, or are you in a more comfortable position now? Interesting you brought up that San Francisco-Green Bay game. 
in this particular round tone, they're going to get, my heart tells me the Niners are going to beat Seattle. So more than likely you're going to get the team that I think is going to be the Eagle opponent, the Giants or Dallas. You're going to get the Giants or the winner of the, of the Dallas uh, Tampa Bay game. Against either one of those three teams, and especially the Giants, because Boston Scott plays such a big role on Eagles special teams, <laughs> and he is a giant killer. He okay? is. He is. It doesn't worry me as much as it will if and when the Eagles play an NFC championship game against those very 49ers that you mentioned, because it's still locked in my head, the, the block punt, everything that happened against Green Bay. The Niners special teams are special. They're still playing that that way this season. So to answer you, and, and I know this is it might sound like a cop-out of an answer, but against the three teams that could possibly be the opponent in the divisional round, eh, I think we're okay. NFC Championship game against the Niners, maybe a little colder, a little bit deeper into the month of January much more reminiscent of that Saturday night at Lambeau, then my, you know, my concern level will rise. Significant. <clears throat> I, I, well, I think Eagles fans should hope your scenario comes true because I look at the four potential opponents, Ricky, and I grade them and I say, who would, you know, who would be the easiest path for the Eagles to get to the championship game. And let's be honest, they should beat all four of the potential teams. Uh, so you mentioned Seattle, probably not going to beat San Francisco. Uh, the Giants, a lot of people think they're going to beat Minnesota because, you know, the Vikings are leaking oil, barely beat them last time they played them. Um, and then you have the Bucs versus the Cowboys. But from the Eagles' perspective, I think the easiest of those four opponents by far by far, is the New York Giants. I I don't see how they lose to the New, New York Giants. Styles make bites. We all know that. You know, when the Eagles were playing back at MetLife, that was probably the most impressive. They destroyed uh, the Giants. Talking to Pat Leonard from uh, the Daily. Yeah, Newsday. Sorry, thank you for correcting me. Um and he was like, he's never seen, he's covered the Giants for a long time. He's never seen them admit, we got our asses kicked. We got destroyed. Um, they were shook by just how dominant the Eagles were in that game. Boy, if the Giants come here, and, and you're going to hear all that talk, division rival, hard to beat a team three consecutive times. Uh-uh, they're going to roll over that team. <laughs> if I'm an Eagles fan... Bring it on. That's who I want. Well, the other side of that argument is that the Giants did not have their full. Yeah, the JP. Yeah. You know, you, know, you didn't have uh, Ojalari. You didn't have, uh, you know, some of the corners. McDaniel is back. Um, so uh, Adoree Jackson is playing this week. So he's well, back. Well, nobody played in that final game. I mean, nobody. No, even the at Giants the Meadowlands. Yeah. Even at, even the first game on the oh, 11th. Okay, yeah. uh, Dory was out. Yeah, Xavier McKinney was out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And they're going to try to play, but they're also banged up. So when we also talk about, and by the way, they're good players. They're not. They're not great players. Remember we, when when 
we go back to the preseason. Um, there were two teams that everybody looked at in the NFC that weren't even trying, right? They were rebuild mode, complete rebuild. And this, by the way, is the reason I'm voting for Brian Dayball as coach of the year. I love you, Nick, but I'm, I'm rooting for Brian Dayball because he's done the most with the least. And I think he's done an amazing job. We all said it about Chicago, Ricky, and it turned out to be true. They weren't even trying to win. They were in full rebuild mode. That's what everybody thought about the Giants. They weren't even trying to win. They were in complete, complete rebuild mode. And all of a sudden, Brian Dable's got them winning games. So I give tremendous credit for the head coach, Mike Kapka as well, uh, old friend of ours here in Philadelphia, former Eagles backup quarterback. I think that coaching staff has done a tremendous job. But I, I bring up, I talked about those PFF rankings for the Eagles, how impressive they are. Um, they grade the New York Giants just on the film, just on the film as the 29th best team in the NFL. Only, only worse is Arizona, Chicago, Houston. They, in other words, they don't have the talent to deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian Dayball is phenomenal. He's going to bring every mirror he's got. Uh, he's going to try every trick in the book. But at the end of the day, they just don't have the horses to deal with the Eagles. I, I think they leave their best effort. And I watched a little bit of the film of the Giant-Viking game from a few weeks ago. The Giants had that game in hand. And I am also one of these guys, fellas that I have seen enough of a sample size of one Kirk Cousins to not buy into Cousins in any kind of a big game situation. Right, well, that's time, but, but, but that's what, you know, Minnesota's got some issues. But yeah. the honest, if Minnesota brings their A game, and you're right, they probably won't, oh, they'll kill the Giants. I I mean, they, they, they're the ones with Justin Jefferson. They're the ones with Kirk Cousins thrown for 4,500 yards every stinking year. They're the ones with Daniil Hunter and Zedarius Smith and her. I mean, they have better players. Now, does that show up on game day? I, I, you know, they've struggled mightily defensively. But either way, if it's the Giants or the Seahawks or the Bucks or the Cowboys, the Eagles should beat any of those teams in the divisional round. But if you said John McMullen, who's the easiest path? New York Giants. To bounce on the Giants, I'm looking, Ricky. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking the Giants. I think San Francisco wins, and I will be at Raymond James Stadium. Remember, the, it's about a 45-minute drive from where I'm sitting right now. So Monday night, I will be at Raymond James Stadium. It'll either be the game that puts uh, that 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 puts Tom Brady out in San Francisco because I'm picking the Giants on Sunday, or it could be Brady's last game in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform. But either way, I want to be there and watch it. But I, I I think Tampa will beat Dallas. They've beaten them, you know. They beat them this year on opening day in Dallas. They've got their number per se, um, and I do think the Eagles should beat as you said, any one of these four. Uh, but to have a turnpike tussle, one more round. Yeah, it's good for teams. the rivalry standpoint. And, and the rivalry Because yeah. I'm one yeah. of those people, guys, that believes, 
And I've said this on my radio show on several occasions, and I've had polls up, had fans call back and forth. I think long term, the Eagles' real rival are the Giants. Oh, I agree. The Cowboys. I agree. I agree. But they dominated. There was that great commercial, Ricky. I don't know if you remember. Alec Baldwin, Yankees fan. uh, John Krasinski, Red Sox fan. Um, And it was at the time before the Red Sox had turned it around, won a couple uh, World Series. And the whole gist of the commercial was they were going back and forth, talking a little trash to each other. And Alec Baldwin said, hey, Kindling doesn't have a rivalry with fire. And that's been the Eagles and the Giants. I mean, they have dominated this rivalry since 2006. I think the Giants finally got it right with Brian Dayball. I think that that it's going to, you know, it's going to become more of a rivalry again in the upcoming years. But Ken Lingman doesn't have a rivalry with Bayer. No, well, I'll tell you what Dayball has been able to do with Daniel Jones and make him let, look, let's, let's be honest. I, I think Daniel Jones had one foot out the door. Before oh, yeah. This season oh, started. yeah. And no I doubt. think now at this point, the Giants are going to have to re-sign him to some sort of a long-term deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're I right. Mean, you know, You're what right. other option do they have with Daniel Jones, right? Um, you know, speaking of this wild card weekend and preferred matchups, you know, in the divisional round, Ricky, I have to ask you, if the Eagles are, get, are to get to the Super Bowl, like we would expect them to do, what's your preferred path? So we, I think we all can agree that the Giants is probably the better matchup in the division round. Taking it a step further from there, what's the preferred path to the Super Bowl? Well, Tone, I think the preferred path would be somehow to get the Vikings into the NFC Championship game. Oh, I don't yeah. see, I don't see it happening that that'd way. That'd be, that'd be nice. That'd, that'd be, be great. Nice. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be uh, Brock Purdy, who could end up being. Think about this. Brock Purdy could end up being the only quarterback, I believe it would be the only quarterback, ever to be undefeated to get to a Super Bowl. Could Bob <laughs> Greasy, although he had a perfect season, 72 Dolphins, lost a game or two the year before that. But uh, yeah. preferred path, Minnesota. Realistically, I think it's going to end up being Niners, Eagles, at the link on a cold third, fourth weekend, whatever it may be, of the month of January. And we can have this conversation anew and a fresh conversation when that happens. Preferred Vikings. Realistically, Niners. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, But, you know, number one, number two seeds, uh, there's a lot of upsets in the NFL, so you never know what happens. Uh, We'll leave it there. The great Ricky Ricardo, RR underscore Ricardo FAN. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. You can listen to him uh, locally on WIP, up uh, WFAN. He's everywhere. The voice of the Eagles, the voice of the Yankees, um, and a great guy as well. Uh, Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. And enjoy Tom Brady's last game in Tampa. And don't (laughs) sleep on Las Vegas, by the way. Don't sleep on Las Vegas. Don't sleep on Las Vegas for Tom next year. He will be a Miami Dolphin next year. Yeah, Stephen Ross, the Michigan man, he already tried to make that happen. Well, I think he'll be a lot of trouble. Remember, Brady's kids live on Star Island, okay, in Miami. 
Yeah. And he's going to want to be as near his kids as possible. I think Tom Brady, if he plays one more year, I think Tua might take a year off to clear the cobwebs. No, yeah. I'm not trying to make light of the uh, of his situation, yeah, but I just get in trouble. physically, I think Tom <laughs> Brady might end up being. You give him those weapons that they've got in Miami. Look out, mm. Ricky. Thank you so much, my friend. You've you've done great work for us. You take care. You enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, hopefully, we got something good to talk about in the next several weeks. Enjoy the uh, the wild card, the super wild card super weekend. Super wild card yeah, weekend. Again yes. soon. Thanks, Ricky. Oh man, that was fun. I really enjoyed uh, talking to Ricky. You know, his uh, his perspective is always unique, and um, you know, being the legendary voice of the Eagles in Espanol, you get so many different perspectives. Man, he holds it down, and um, you know, I'm grateful for that. So, John, you know, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take uh, our next break of the show. Um, continue to smash that like button, you guys. We have a lot of conversation left. To, um, you know, left up. Left the attack, and I have a question for John uh, in the next segment. Um, that I think a lot of you guys in the in the, in the chat section are really going to want to get involved in that, that you guys are really going to want to get engaged in. So, again, he's John McMullen. I'm your guy, Tone DeShields the second, Tone DeShields the second, excuse me, can't even pronounce my own name. Wow, uh, I'm filling in for the famous Jordan McDonald. We'll see you next time, guys. We'll be back in a minute. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean at pond lee hockey we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients and we're confident we can do the same for you with over 250 years of combined courtroom experience we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in pennsylvania one conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
Love with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Shields the second and man so far so good I think I'm doing all right filling in for Jody Mag. what would you say John I'm gonna give you a, a solid nine just because I want to keep you uh uh striving sort of like <laughs> Jalen Hurts always keep the standard always keep the standard up reach for perfection and uh you're never gonna reach it but uh keep getting better and better and better and better Hey, aim for the moon and uh, pray you land on the stars. So, yeah, we had our guy Ricky Ricardo on the last segment. Did great work for us. We're, we're grateful to him. Um, but I have a topic that I want to bring up with you, John. You know, this Philadelphia Eagles team has been special all year. They've broken records. Um, there are Pro Bowlers all over this team. There are Pro Bowl alternates all over this team. There are all- 17 of them. Exactly. All pros on this team, uh, most notably on the offensive line and in the DB room. Um, we have a potential coach of the year, uh, the most wins in franchise history. You know, a young quarterback who appears to only be getting better and better. But, you know, this playoff run, nothing is guaranteed. Everything you've done yesterday means absolutely nothing. And nothing. Everyone is zero and zero at this point in the NFL season going into the playoffs. Now, I say all that to say, who on this roster, in your opinion, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna make it a little easier. Who on this roster offensively and who on this roster defensively, one and one, who on this roster offensively and defensively has to have a special performance in the playoffs for the Philadelphia Eagles to get where they need to go? Not named Jalen Hurts. Um, um, <laughs> all, all, it's it's funny, um, and I, I only – laugh at that because my answer is nobody in the divisional round like if the eagles lose the divisional round game that would be such a disaster for this organization that's how much better they are than everybody then you start then it gets more difficult projecting as ricky said the most likely opponent is san francisco um even that isn't as difficult as it would have been uh, with all due respect to Brock Purdy, who's played tremendously, you know, I say it, I've been saying it for a couple of days now. I can't be scared of Brock Purdy. I just can't. I'm sorry. Um, especially when you're playing at the level the Eagles are. Then if you get to the Super Bowl, then, you know, significant issues, whether it's Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, anybody who comes out of the AFC is going to be really, really, really good. Um so that would be a very difficult matchup no matter what. Um, but to get to that level, to win the Super Bowl, I think you're going to have to have uh, continued, uh, and I should have mentioned this, I meant to mention it, uh, while Ricky was on, uh, Hassan Reddick defensively, uh, Defensive Player of the Month, another award, another day, another really? award uh, for the Eagles. Um He's having a tremendous season. He's got to continue that through the playoffs. Offensively, 
Um, obviously, you you took Jalen Hurts out of the equation. Um, Couldn't make it easy, right? No, yeah. I'm, um, I I want to say Lane Johnson because of I don't know how healthy he's going to be, and and everything about the playmakers is tied to the quarterback. So if you're taking the quarterback out of the equation, I kind of take the playmakers out of the equation. Fair enough. Um, so to me, it's about Lane Johnson's health. And are we going to see the typical Lane Johnson or is it going to be a guy severely limited like Jalen Hurts was against the Giants? You know, you brought up Hassan Reddick and the all pro teams, well, the NFL PA all pro teams came out and I, I'm not sure if the writers are still coming up with their version. I can't, I'm not really sure. I would assume. Yeah, we have, we have our version. Uh, the voting is going on now. Okay. Yet when it ends, but yeah, the uh, pro football writers have theirs. The AP is the official. Um... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All pro team. That'll be coming out Friday, I believe. Um, our buddy Rob Motti uh, handles all the voting for that. Um, oh, wow. Um, so the AP all pro team is like the official all pro team. And just out of curiosity, what makes the AP the official one? 
Um, it's been that way for years. Um, you know, it's just sort of inertia at this point. There's a lot of all pro teams, pro football focus that it's all pro team this week. Um, as I said, the pro football writers, uh, we have our all pro team. Um, now the NFLPA has um, its all pro team, but the official one, when you'll see years down the line, right. And the hall of fame voters of say so-and-so has six all pro teams, six all pros. They're talking about the AP all pro team. Okay. But yeah, Hassan Reddick, right? 16 sacks, five forced fumbles, um, double digit tackles for laws. He's been a force. Uh, like you said, defensive player of the month. And it makes me think, is it possible Hassan Reddick potentially was snubbed off this off, off of the NFLPA's all-pro team? Because I was looking at some of the names. Some of them seemed like legacy picks. And um, so, a, a lot of them made sense. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the list. Um, but, again, you know, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, I saw it. I, I, I mean, you know, I always joke the, the NFL Network has um, – their top 100 players that the players vote on. Um, and people get so upset about it every year. And uh, I've been in the locker room now for, I don't know, six, seven straight years when the Eagles are doing it and they spend about 10 seconds on it. So I always say I wouldn't get too upset uh, because the players aren't, you know, sitting there watching film. Uh, deciding who's the best uh, players. So, yeah, from their perspective, and that's why AP is another reason, you know, it's it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, you know, the voters have a more, you know, un, a better understanding on who's having a, a good season on a particular season. There's a lot of legacy stuff. I saw one fan complaining Aaron Donald. It might have been the NFLPA All-Pro team. I don't know. Got All-Pro nod over Javon Hargrave, um, uh, which is silly. Aaron Donald's one of the greatest defensive players of all time. And even if the Rams have a bad season, no offense to Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave would be the first guy to say Aaron Donald's better than me. Um, Aaron Donald's th- better than everybody. I think, people, I think people got upset about that is because Javon played every game. Yeah, and Aaron Donald did. You know, so so and that's where the legacy part is. But also when he's out there, um, yeah. So, no comparison. No, there. I mean, you know, Jody and I get into it with stats all the time, um, and I'm not a big stats guy. I'm just not, especially in football. I mean, other sports, it's more meaningful in baseball. I, where you have these large sample sizes um, and things like that. Um, you know, so much of statistics is based upon your your supporting cast. Like Hassan Reddick has been a, a, a great pass rusher now in Arizona, Carolina, Philadelphia. He had a career year. Why do you have a career year? Well, you know, now he's got Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Josh Sweat, and you got to worry about those guys. So, you know, it depends how you gauge it. But if you're gauging it by stats, yeah, it looks like Hassan should be an all-pro. If you if you talk to people around the league, he's a very good player. 
Is he as difficult to deal with? I'm going to get in trouble here. Is he as difficult to deal with as Micah Parsons? No, no, he's not. Yeah, you know, it's. I think what I think with Hassan Reddick, it's one of those things. Like he is a Hassan Reddick. He's what you call a specialist. He is he is a pure pass rusher. That's what he does. That's all he should be doing. But when you when you even consider thinking about dropping him back in coverage, or were you even or even consider um, having him out there um, and run in run stopping situations, he can become a liability. He's not the biggest body right there. I think he's only about six two, maybe two hundred and forty pounds. He's 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 not the kind of body you want in run defense, right? Yeah, that dropping back in coverage, that's one of those criticisms. Jonathan Gannon had some fun. I There was a bunch of people that didn't understand he was trolling them. <laughs> when yeah, he, said, he definitely was. And I, I don't know how uh, I felt about it, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, when he said, yeah, if I didn't drop him back in coverage so much, he'd probably have 25 sacks. And, you know, it's he poked, funny. He poked people, the barrel on that one, John. You know he yeah, poked the barrel on that one. It's funny that people didn't get the joke. Uh for those who don't know, Hassan has never dropped less in coverage in his career uh, than he has this year. Um, Interesting. Uh, you know, but I always like Jim Swartz. I like my baseball analogies. If Nolan Ryan is out there, you know, and you're younger, so who's the who's the power pitcher now? Anybody throws 100, everybody throws 100 now. They don't throw fastball every time. They don't throw fastball, 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 fastball. Got to throw a curveball. Everybody's got to drop into coverage. Every single um, edge rusher in this league drops into coverage. Every single one. Every single one of them. Even defensive ends. The Eagles play a different scheme, obviously. Uh, Hassan's technically a linebacker. Um, You think there's a linebacker in this league that doesn't drop into coverage at times? There might not be a linebacker in the league that drops into coverage less than Hassan Reddick, uh, but they all drop into coverage. Um, you got to throw a curveball occasionally. It's silly to say uh, somebody shouldn't drop into coverage. Um, that's, you know, that's people are going to, that makes it much, much easier um, for the quarterback. If you know, all right, seven's out on the field. He's coming um, as opposed to maybe making a mistake and he drops into his own and you, you expect him to be coming. I mean, that's as simple as I can explain it. People who think linebackers don't drop into coverage are, I've been using this word a lot this week when it comes to the defensive coordinator. I'm sorry. That's insanity. <laughs> you know, I asked you earlier about, you know, which players need to have uh, a dominant postseason uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, for the Philadelphia Eagles to be successful. And, um, you know, on the offense, you mentioned Lane Johnson, right? Very, very good pick, by the way. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I would argue, I would argue Miles Sanders. And I understand Miles Sanders, you know, his success is, has definitely, well, kind of largely been related to Jalen Hurts' ability to manipulate the run game. But, you know, Miles Sanders, by my estimation, in my opinion, he has to be dominant in the playoffs. He has to dominate his matchups. And, you know, ultimately, with Jalen Hurts coming off of this injury, we just don't know how effective he will be in the run game. Now, I know the Eagles are going to take the training wheels off and the playoffs, you you got to play every game like it's your last because it very well might be. But, you know, Miles Sanders, 
he has to run like his hair is on fire. You know, he can't dance in the backfield like he's done in years past. He has to be a decisive runner. He has to be a one-cut north-south guy. He sees the whole cut, go get it. He can't waste time back there. He's done a very good job of that throughout the season. And most importantly, he has to protect the ball. So I'm curious to know, you know, what's your, you know, you know, what's your breakdown or, you know, what's your thoughts on Miles Sanders' role in this postseason and um, how dominant, if dominant at all, some people just say he just needs to be consistent, but I think he needs to be con- dominantly consistent or consistent or consistently dominant. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on Miles Sanders in this postseason? No, I, I, I think the more important part of the Eagles running game is Jalen Hurts and not throwing the football, uh, not running the football necessarily, but the threat, the the so-called plus one. The Eagles running game runs on Jalen Hurts, not Miles Sanders. Um you know, number one, he's hurt. Um, he's dealing with that knee injury. So we have to see. Now, he did ultimately, it's tough to tell on game day, he did ultimately ditch the knee brace um, for uh, the Giants game. So that's a good, that's a positive sign. We'll see as he continues to practice. Uh, they're going to be back on the practice field today. Uh, so we'll see how that knee is progressing. So he's not completely healthy. Um, but from your perspective, I, you know, I don't know one cut, right. That's not what Miles Sanders is. Um, he's not Latavius Murray. I mean, he's not, um, he's tremendously athletic. Um, he's, you know, the strength of his game. He's not a power runner. Right. Um, you know, he's not Derrick Henry. Uh, the strength of his game is is what it is. I agree with you. You know, you don't want him dancing around too much. One of the problems with Miles earlier in his career, he's trying to hit a home run every play, so to speak. Yeah. And is, is it fair to say that he has been a more physical runner this oh, year? Oh yeah. Though? Well, he's he's been a more decisive runner. I think that's. I don't think he's a physical running back. So you know, compared to some. Again, Derrick Henry would be the standard. Right, yeah, but he's definitely look, not that. If you look at, you know, Nick Chubb or some of the other guys who who are high profile, get over 1,000 yards, um, Dalvin Cook, those guys are physical and they finish runs. He's not that type of guy. Um, but he's a very good back. Uh, he just goes about it the different way and and he does need to be more decisive so you know the eagles have kind of preached to him you know if the blocking's there for three yards give me three yards if there's a chance to hit the home run yeah go hit the home run but don't don't try to 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 extend things uh just just be more decisive but physical uh, that's not the first word I think of when I think about Miles as a running back. But is it fair to say if Miles Sanders is firing on all cylinders, even with the injury, right? Because in my opinion, you know, nine times out of 10, he's not coming back. He's not coming back next year. I just don't think they're going to, you know, I don't think they're going to divvy up the money in order to bring him back. And the way I see it for as long as you have him, not, not, not to sound brash or brazen, but, you have to run him into the ground. I'm sorry. 
you know, this is the playoffs. You know, you're you're trying to get a Super Bowl. You have to run him until <laughs> until the wheels fall off. And yeah, you know, the Eagles aren't. I mean, the Eagles the Eagles aren't that team. The Eagles aren't, and it, you know, that's sort of that old school Philadelphia thinking. I mean, yeah, they can't help it. Sorry, born and raised, they, no Philly made man. Can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have AJ Brown, they have Devontae Smith, they have Dallas Goddard. They're going to play eleven personnel, um, and they're going to spread the field. And they're going to play empty sets and they're going to take advantage. Like I said, they run the football very well, but their running game is based off the zone read and the presence of, 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 of Jalen hurts. And miles, by the way, would be the first one to tell you how, how much easier Jalen makes it for him to run the football and the offensive line as well, which is tremendous. Um, they're not going to sit back and pound the football. I mean, that's that's not what they do. That's not who they are. Um, but but and that's why it's so important. That's why it's so important that Jalen is healthy and healthy right. enough, healthy enough to put because the Eagles scrapped it against the Giants. It's no coincidence that was his worst game. Jalen, Jalen hurts. They scrapped his own read. They took it out of the offense, essentially, to protect uh, the quarterback from a health standpoint. Um, and, you know, when the Giants figured it out and Wink figured it out, they said, all right, he's not going to run it. That that will muddy things up quickly for the Eagles' offense. So that, to me, is the far bigger concern. If they're going to hand the ball off or just, you know, take the the you know take the option uh away from Jalen Hurts to run the football the Eagles are not going to run it that well they're just not because they're not they're not built to line up in an eye formation and just run the football yeah I understand what you're saying Jalen Hurts is the heart of this running game you know, but I can't help but to think and we also have a guy Bob Groat in the green Bob Groat's in the green room we're going to be bringing him bringing him up very yeah. soon but you know, I can't. Uh, I can't help but to think that if Miles Sanders is firing on all cylinders, if Miles, if Miles Sanders is hitting the hole, this team can is probably unstoppable. Because if you can't stop the running back, and you damn sure can't stop the quarterback from doing his thing, what makes you think you can stop everything else? Well, I, you know, Doug Peterson, and I could say this now: one of my favorite moments of the Doug Peterson era. Uh, was about Matt Collins. And I'm not comparing Miles. Miles is a very good football player. But, you know, Doug said uh, behind the scenes before he said it in front of the camera, you know, he was getting criticism. They went through the stretch where Miles was a starting receiver. Uh, excuse me, Matt Collins was a starting receiver, but he was more of a blocker. And uh, people were saying, Matt Collins doesn't get any targets. Why doesn't Matt Collins get any targets? <laughs> And Doug said, he's a six-thinking option. Why am I drawing up plays for um, Matt Collins? You guys would kill me if I was drawing up plays. And then he kind of said it in front of the camera so I could say it now. Um, You know, again, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. The Eagles' best players on offense are not Miles Sanders. He's a great player. Uh, he's a very good player, and it talks to the depth. But I got, I got, I got to, I got to get the football to those guys first. I got to get the football to those guys first, and that's why the Eagles play the way they play. 
Hey, I can't argue with that. You know, you guys are locked in on Birds 365. Make sure you smash that like button. It really goes a long way in the algorithms. It really helps the YouTube channel, Jacob Sports. It really helps the content really get to all the masses. We're trying to go global, you guys. And the more you smash this like button, the more you're engaged, the better the content will flow downstream. And we appreciate you guys for locking in all on the content. Next up, we have Bob Groats. Bob the Hammer Groats, sports, sports writer for, for the Dunkle Times, co-host of the Pro Football Report on WBCB on 1490 AM and WIP. Man, all his opinions are his, like he, like he, make it, like, like he makes it known. So, again, you guys are locked in on Birds 365. Looking forward to hearing what Bob Groats has to say. Keep it locked, you guys. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
We're on the road again. Birds 365 is on the road again with Bob Groats. He's John McMullen, and I'm your guy, Tone DeShields II. Man, Bob, man, you're always on the road, man. You got to tell us, where are you always going? Well, right now I'm at the dollar store, believe it or not. The it's dollar store? I thought you were yeah. going to be at Royal Farms. Man. I tried to. I didn't have enough time. Yeah, I was, I was running a little bit late, traffic a little bit more than what I'm used to. I yeah. usually don't get up that, that early. But I'm always glad to get up for Birds 365. That a, oh, it's a now Jalen Hurts is speaking today at ten twenty, so you're going to be down there. The yeah. Eagles screwed me on that one. Yeah, um, if you got any questions? Just let me know. I'll ask them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Jalen will give us all the skinny on his injury. So let's uh, let's start it there, Bob. I mean, again on Tuesday, Nick Sirianni made this you know quote uh, and we knew he was going to be really hurting essentially and Jalen know he's going to be really hurting I think the the actual description was hurting like hell um what the hell is going on with this injury it's supposed to be two to three weeks now the quarterback's still alert, uh, hurting like hell after the three-week period is this gamesmanship or is this real uh I'm kind of wavering between those I Maybe he did get it hurt more, and they just don't know how to to tell us that it was hurt. The injury was more significant than they thought. You know how they they'll leak stuff out to the national. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to. They're not going overboard with trying to cover themselves for that, but that that might have something to do with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I and for him, you know, I I thought it was unusual for him to say that he was in pain. So uh, I, I guess a lot of people. I guess he, he must have heard that people were thinking that he could have played anyway, and uh, and that bothered him. Yeah, they did a disservice to Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah. When they said, remember way back when he first – they were talking like he might be back in Dallas uh, for six days later and saying – I got to oh. admit, on, I, I heard that he, that he could have played earlier too. So, yeah. you know, I don't know what to think, yeah. Um, yeah. but you're right. I, at this point, that's what it looks like. Yeah. You know, we've been getting a lot of, we've been getting a lot of mixed messages from this organization when it comes to Jalen Hurts health. Um, yeah. but despite that, you know, Jalen Hurts has had, um, a season that we ultimately didn't really see coming. I'm pretty sure we all thought he would improve, but to the levels that he has improved, I don't think any of us, um, really yeah. accounted for that. And, you know, I have to ask you, uh, Bob, you know, all things considered, now that the regular season is behind us, and now we and we also have so much more football to play. But again, you know, the regular season is behind us. It is what it is. We saw what we saw from Jalen Hurts. He went fourteen and one as the starter. The team ended up going fourteen and three. You know, what has impressed you the most about Jalen Hurts' development this season? His his decision making, um, and uh, he he just he's known at least until. You know, the Chicago, the Chicago game was a little bit of an aberration. Maybe maybe that cold really did affect him. But his decision-making was really good until that game. And he took some shots there. Um, so maybe it was the cold. He, he said he wasn't used to playing in that. But uh, he's known exactly when to throw, um, when to hold the ball. And look, some of those touchdown runs that he's had, he's had 11 of them, right? Is that right, 11? Yeah. I think yeah. 13, 12, something like that, yeah. 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 But uh, he, he just walked into the end zone, sometimes from five yards out, sometimes three yards. It wasn't always that double push quarterback sneak or anything. I mean, no. that, 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 that's really the height. That's like the core of their red zone efficiency. Oh, it is, um, yeah. 
But yeah, 13 was the actual number. 13, uh, 13 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, 13. Wow, I missed a couple. But yeah, I, I got to say, though, I mean, the, his ability to see things down there. And, um, and you know, last week, um, that, that uh, what was it? Incompletion out of bounds. When he was in the red zone, he rolled out and, and then threw Well, they took away. the zone read off the table. That's the problem I had, Bob, yeah. because they're so effective. It's not about Jalen Hurts even running the football. It's the threat of him running the football to the opposing defense. And when you take that off the table, and Wink Martindale kind of figured that out during that game, it becomes much more difficult for the Eagles. It becomes yeah, much, they had a, much more difficult. And they had a real vanilla attack, too. Um, they they didn't show anything because I think they know they're going to play the Giants. We all Don't we all think mm-hmm. the Giants are going to beat the Vikings? Most I do. I, I, I do. I, 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 I'm with you, Bob. I'm. I do. I, I think it's going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't see the Vikings stopping them. You know, they they yeah. rested uh, Saquon and some of those linemen. They're, they're Boy, man, be Smash Mouth. So, but uh, I. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, people who watch this show know that I've been saying the Vikings are a fraud basically all season, but they're better than the stinking Giants. Well, I mean, I'm there. stunned. I'm stunned how many people are. Now, the Giants might beat them. Giants might beat them. But well, I'm stunned how many people think, like, they have no chance at home. And that's a very difficult place to play. Well, they got didn't they get beat by Dallas at home? Crushed. Oh, they got destroyed. They got Dallas. bounced. <laughs> but, but they're 8-1 at home. That was the only game they lost at home. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, I just have my – I don't think they can stop anybody. I really don't. Oh, they don't. Their defense is terrible. Got to get a big lead and then uh, hope the other team throws it every day. But I'll say this. If you're Wink Martindale, you're blitzed. We all know Wink. He blitzed a thousand times against the Eagles. You're going to you're gonna let a Dory Jackson who hasn't played for the second half of the season cover Justin Jefferson one-on-one? Oh, Wink does not care, John. <laughs> Wink does not care. <laughs> I think he's right there with Bradbury. Probably a little bit better than Bradbury. there's a Bradbury by the way Bradbury named all pro Bob on that NFLPA all pro team Uh, NFLPA yeah wasn't it was telling no it was was, was, was slay slay yeah I saw uh I saw Bradbury was uh an all pro pro football hocus pocus or whatever it was yeah (laughs) now that was TJ that was TJ TJ was pro football focus all pro yeah well, TJ's TJ's a good player, man. I think he's good, good player. I don't want good to play. mention him. Bradbury's okay. Yeah, I mean, you like Bradbury now because he's such a nice guy. He's a good guy, and he um, is a great. He's a great I, guy. I just don't think he can. I don't think he can run with those those younger guys. No, man. he can't. But he, he's he so makes smart. up for it with savvy. Yeah, yeah he's very yeah. very smart, and he's uh, he's earned himself another contract. If not with the Eagles, with somebody. But uh, yeah, I mean, Wink Martindale. I mean, their, their defense is uh, the Giants' defense is a lot better than the Vikings' defense. Well, everybody's a lot better than the Vikings' defense. The <laughs> problem is the Vikings' offense. I'm I'm putting the over under on Jefferson at 180 uh, on 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 whenever they're playing Saturday, yeah. Sunday. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. I would. Uh, I'll take the under on that. Because and for this reason, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get in a rhythm. I think there's going to be a, a three That's and out possible. here, and then That's you're possible. going to have the Giants going up and down the field. Well, I will say dunk. this from an Eagles perspective: they have four potential opponents. Yeah, 
I think the easiest one of those opponents would be the New York Giants that everybody loves. So it's the Seahawks, Giants, um, Cowboys, or Bucks. I think the easiest path for the Eagles, they'll beat the Giants 99 times out of 100. Yeah. Well, I, I think the easiest path is the Bucks. They don't have anybody left. Everybody, uh, Tom Brady, though. Tom, no, Brady. Tom Brady, sir. He makes me yeah, nervous. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the Eagles can bring the pressure right up the middle. I mean, you're going to see. Ryan Jensen's gonna, coming back, though. Ryan Jensen's 30, coming back. Yeah, you'll see 33 and outs. He'll, he'll be throwing the ball away or he'll get sacked. I mean, and they, they can't score points. Ten, when was the last time they scored any points? Uh, and the couple, Eagles get. Couple. Yeah, they usually only score points in the last two minutes. That's yeah, what concerns bad day, people. The Eagles get what twenty-two. Yeah. That's yeah. that's twice as much as you need to beat them. Well, books. they should beat all four of these teams. Any potential yeah, option. I mean, that, that's beat. the team that I would like in the first round. Well, actually, the team that I would like them to, to see them play is the Cowboys. You know, their heads are going to be into it from start to finish. Yeah, but the Cowboys are my only concern because they have some talent. The other three teams are talent deficient as they say. They're limited, as you taught me to say, Bob. They, they had some problems, yeah. They had some problems that last game, though, and, and there was something to play for for the Cowboys. They, they played Oh, yeah. The They're very inconsistent. I don't know what was going on there, but, uh, yeah, I mean... But when they play well, you know, and you only got to play well on one day, when they play well, they concern me. Those yeah. other three teams are very, very limited. But, but they don't they kind. don't play well on one day in the playoffs, John. They, well, like, that's true. That they, has they, been the recent remember, history. Remember last year? Was it last year when they didn't know what the rule was for a oh, my God. oh yeah, Dak. Yeah, uh, Dak. Dak didn't know what the rule was. That's that's, that's unac Dak, unacceptable. That's Dak's problem, the head coach, all the coaching stuff. And even even the center. I mean, who who does not know that rule? You know, I mean, you got to know that. Especially when you've been a starting quarterback for years, and yeah, you see you, the you official just, place the football every why, single play. That's why. And, and against the Eagles late in that game, the forty to thirty four game, I I mean, Dak, he he's running out of bounds. He's throwing the ball incomplete instead of just, you know, they they had a what did they have a field goal anyway? He he's throwing incomplete to stop the clock. I. Man, they're, they're, his time management and that staff late in the game, it's awful. I mean, I, I don't trust him to win a close game. Not, not, I don't trust the Cowboys to win a close game unless the All other right. team's going to have to lose it. So that's, that's where I am with them. I, I, that's why I wouldn't worry about them. And I think the Eagles would be really pumped up. So let, All right. Oh, so, so let's do it I for most you. difficult. So you have Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys, Bucks. Who would be the most difficult of those four teams? The Giants? Uh, Seahawks, Giants. Yeah, I guess they – I guess, I think Boy, they would. I can't they, understand. They don't have anything left. For the life the of me. Pound against now, Minnesota. Tone, That's Super Bowl. Tone, you hmm. are uh, – you're going to be here on Monday. Feel free to mock me. Uh, <laughs> and the Giants might beat the Vikings. I'm not saying that because the Vikings aren't good. But if the Giants come in here and give the Eagles a game, feel free to mock me because I, that ain't happening. That I'll tell you this happening. too. Hold it, hold it. And the, the Eagles too, when they when they have time off, they have a history with Sirianni of coming back rusty. Well, all, they might they might struggle for a happen. series or two, but yeah, the talent they, they, will will. You win go back out. and look at the history of Sirianni. There are that's when they they've struggled a little bit, even against. Who was it against Texas? Well, 
Houston, the Texas? Houston. Yeah. Houston, yeah. Houston yeah. and uh, the Colts, I think, right? They come up a bye week going to the yeah, Colts. Right, exactly. I mean, they they, they have uh, issues. So, And those are two. What are those teams? They combined for like seven wins or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. They were they, road games, too. Houston, well, short now, week. Now they, short. they got a good road record, though, John. I mean, they just they, there's a history of this team when it isn't playing every week of having some uh, – having problems they let they give the other team a little All bit right. more. i'm opening up the trolls feel free if the new york <laughs> giants come in here and beat them or even give the eagles I, I got a game when i got them beating any of those teams though any of those teams i mean yeah. i mean the nfc is not good and those teams are in my mind they're not good even the, i mean you can say that how did minnesota get to get uh 12 what is it 13 13, wins? 13. they had to play a bunch of nfc teams and yeah. and you know, some. Yeah, of I don't know how they got the thirteen wins, even even playing all those teams. Yeah, look. Well, let, that, let me ask you guys this then. Let me ask you guys this. You know, we brought up the Cowboys, right? We brought up Dak Prescott and uh, you know the debacles they've been a part of over the past few years. I have to ask, who's under more pressure to make noise in the playoffs, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? And I would love to get that perspective from both of you guys right now. Yeah, I you know I, I got a tone. I would I would say that uh, boy, this is a real tough question because Dak is under immense pressure based yeah. on talked about what he did last year, and I think he's only won one playoff game, right? Correct, one and three. Yep, one one. Yeah, so um, I, I guess he's under a little more pressure, but Jalen Hurts is under a lot of pressure too because he's got uh, what what is it in January they can. Well, the Eagles have his option for next year. Yeah. Uh, no, he's got one more year, but they can talk extension after. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they this can is talk worth extension money. right now. Actually, this is worth a lot of money. This, this, and and the next game, you know, which I think it's going to be against um, the 49ers. So uh, I, I would say a little bit more pressure on uh, Dak because then the Cowboys, if they lose, if they don't, you know, if they lose to the Bucks or you know, or even the next round. Um, they can't just blame it all on uh, McCarthy. They're, I don't think he'll be back anyway. They'll they'll try to do that, but uh, I think the players will will know. But uh, but there is pressure on Hurts for that, uh, basically because of that contract thing, and you know he's hurt too. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I I don't I don't know about uh, is that the uh, is that the ready made excuse that the Eagles falter in the playoffs? Uh, well, he's hurt. hurt too. Remember, he yeah, couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't run around. Yeah, I mean, and and that's that's like uh, you know we we sometimes we kid each other about this. You know, like uh, is that sustainable? You know, like with different players and that 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 style he has to to take off and run is that sustainable? You better, you know, you can. I, I mean, he did it with no issue, and then it only it, takes one hit like at, at the end of the year when you need him the most. You know, there's there's a health issue. So there's a lot of pressure on him too. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my theory on that is, um, no, it's probably not sustainable, but so what we all thought, uh, Carson Wentz was going to be the franchise quarterback. Take advantage of what you have in the moment. He's not going to be playing until he's 45, like Tom Brady. Um, so, I mean, they're the best team in football. Take advantage of this sense of urgency. And that's, where I want to take you, Bob. Shane Steichen uh, going to do his virtual interviews this weekend. He's got three of them. Jonathan Gannon, again, is a 
high-profile candidate for the Houston Texans. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you read that. Somewhere. I don't know who yeah. wants that job, by the way. Uh, uh, so, you know, this coaching, it's very rare for a coaching staff to be back together for a second consecutive year. The Eagles were able to do that with this group. It's not happening next year. So how much is the sense of urgency that this team needs to get it done right now? Everything is set up. The I NFC don't... stinks, Bob. The NFC stinks. It's the Eagles and everybody else. Well, yeah. San Francisco is good. Yeah. The yeah. AFC is a problem. But you don't have to worry about that until you get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got to seize this moment, don't they? I don't think they know what urgency is, really. Right. I, I don't. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. They got a lot of veterans here that know. Do they know it as a team? I, I'm not so sure. I don't know. I mean, they got a window. You have to look at them and say, with Jalen Hurts, they got a three- or four-year window. And by the way, I, I do think his style is sustainable if he's a little more prudent. You know, if he, if he he's gets very that. Prudent. Well, he's he very wasn't prudent. A, he, he, that was, you know, that game he was not. I mean, he, that, that game he made some of the, the worst decisions he's made all year. And, uh, and you know, it's it cold. just – yeah, whatever it was, that was not that was not a good decision game. It wouldn't have been close, you know, if he if he had done better. So, but uh, and and it was tougher to throw the it ball. It was cold, by the way. You can't it make excuses. Um, but um, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of all that, John, uh, you know, uh, urgency. Yeah, I mean they, and, and playing with a bye now. I mean, the, their last three games and now the bye. I mean, I, you know. I don't know how you get them pumped up, fired up, you know, for the first round of the playoffs. Well, you better I mean, be fired up for the playoffs. But my they, only point is that all these look, records and stuff. Yeah, you're right. But they better be is right. But how do you do that? I mean, they haven't played great for what, a month, the whole month. Here's what I'm, I we had Ricky Ricardo on earlier and he made the Giants sound like it was the Lawrence Taylor, Bill Parcells Giants. You, you have them too. My point oh. is if they're. Oh. If they're a, the most difficult hurdle, if they're the most difficult hurdle, you will never have an easier road. No, you <laughs> will never have an easier road. The 49ers are the difficult. Well, hurdle. yeah. I 49ers. do think those I don't think they're gonna play great in the first round. But either. even even the 49ers, Bob, their starting quarterback is Brock Purdy. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. 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 That's that's a that's look a, at the AFC. Look at the AFC. You have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. You would have Tua, but he's Trevor hurt. Trevor Lawrence. Lamar Jackson, but he's hurt. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Look at the NFC. Number two. Trevor Lawrence fan tone. I, that, that ball he overthrew in the end zone. I, I can't believe <laughs> that. That was a bad. That was a bad. That was Bob Gross, you, you are so unforgiving, sir. Yeah, so unforgiving. Carson Wentz. I, I'm thinking, oh my God, how could you do that? You know, yeah, that, that, was bad, been, that was a bad. That was a bad throw. But come down to a defensive. Hey, but Doug's yeah. got him going in the right direction, man. He's going to yeah, be a he, problem he does, in two but, years. But I, I still got to see more. I got. He's got to be a problem. By the way, Press Taylor's not an idiot again. Isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> he was an idiot. He was the greatest coach in the history of the world. Oh, this young guy is so innovative. Well, then they got mad at Doug, and they said, "This get this idiot out of here. Yeah. Now how he's about, a decent about, coach again. How about the job his brother Zach is doing in, in Cincinnati? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Burrow, it really does help. But And, and he just, you know, that Joe Cool moniker on him, he does look cool. I yeah. mean, he, 
kind of like uh, there's another guy, great decisions, you know, just really good. To, I mean, the second best corner quarterback in the NFC is 45 years old, and number three is either Kirk Cousins or Dak I don't Prescott. Know. Look at the, if you if you looked at the what he did this season, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, it might be Kirk. You, you can't say that. Yeah, number two it, might be Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, God, yeah, yeah. Watch it. It will I mean, never be easier. Tom Brady's down year is a great year for a lot of other guys, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But watching Kirk Cousins is like watching one of those old black and white movies on TV. Or Johnny (laughs) Johnny Unitas and the Hot Tops. You know, oh, my God. Excuse me while I yawn. (sighs) Oh, man. When when he's airing it out to Justin Jefferson, I mean, you know there's not going to be a lot more of those highlights because Jefferson will get tripled. And oh, by the way, what happened to Adam Thielen? Is he just he, well? He's, he's old. I mean, every everybody doesn't uh, stay in state. He was a he was a great. I remember receiver. when he used to be good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was a great you receiver. Have, you don't yeah. even have to cover him now. You know? No, you don't. He's lost. Yeah, red, yeah. red zone. It happens. For sure. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely does. Rick, you know, um, Bob, you brought up the uh, you brought up the fact that this team struggled. You know, right? One and three in the last four games. Uh, two yeah, and two in the last four. And you know, some some would argue that that two game losing streak, the Cowboys and the Saints, may be a blessing in disguise. And, and follow me here. When you lose, it forces you to revisit your flaws, right? And right. I, you, you can make an argument yeah. that this team, especially the coaching staff, you can make an argument that this coaching staff entered those entered the past handful of games a little bit overconfident. And overconfident to the point where they didn't bother to alter their game plan at all for Gardner Minshew. Now, granted, no need to change your entire offense for just one guy over the course of a couple weeks. I don't believe in that. But it just seemed like they didn't even try to get him comfortable. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset overconfidence can be just as dangerous as not having any confidence at all. So, you know, do you think this losing – do you think this two-game losing streak forced this coaching staff to really double back and really try to get right and revisit their flaws and tighten up. And also, you know, how much confidence do you have in this coaching staff's experience handling a bye week, going into the division round, trying to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, they great, great points because uh, I, they definitely are, are taking a look at this stuff. And uh, and one one guy that we haven't really mentioned, but who who was a factor, he got hurt in the second half of the Dallas game is Lane Johnson, and that oh, really, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be a big factor. How long is he going to be able to go? And, um, you know, we all know that he's going to go out there and try to play with a sports hernia. But how long is he going to be able to go? And, uh, and, and oh, by the way, I, I on uh, Merrill Reese's show the other night, Dick Vermeil was on there. And uh, and he was talking about the, the Lane Johnson thing. And and he's just, you know, we all know what a shutdown type of tackle Lane Johnson is. Guy, his guy never gets through. And uh, and what a big deal that is to have somebody like that. But uh, he, he was saying that they better have that. Uh, they better have a really good plan for the backup because he, he's not sure that, you know, usually what happens when somebody has a, an injury, significant injury like that is the, the backup doesn't get enough starters rep. And then you have to put the backup in and bang, you're in big trouble. So, so and I think that was part of that tone with that, that uh, the, the loss to new Orleans, a big factor. Um, the, I don't know how many times uh, Minshew was sacked, but it also was a factor in the second half of that game with Dallas. So, so um, yeah, they're they're gonna they better have a, a really good plan, and uh, 
I don't know what you do. I, you, Driscoll's still got to be the guy, right, John? He's yeah, still got to be yeah, the guy there. Yeah. But you, you better have a better plan than what you had in the, any of those Well, games. they got to help him. They just can't leave him on an island and say, hey, do what Lane does, I think. Um, to let you know, Bob, uh, change in the schedule, Jalen Hurts will speak after practice today. Oh, my God. So you got up early for no reason. Do uh, you the believe Eagles they did that? Yeah. Do you believe uh, that? So, uh, well, I'll, anyway. John, I'll just go. I'll use the time to floss, you know. <laughs> like, they, they think that's really funny. So, I will yeah. floss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, we were on Zoom with Nick Sirianni on Tuesday, and he nearly uh, choked uh, when he saw Bob uh, flossing on Zoom. <laughs> Hold it. That, that's what Bob Lang said. Yeah. That's what Bob Lang said. Yeah. Um, oh, You're a one on one, Mr. Groats. Yeah, but uh, yeah. as far as 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 Nick goes, Nick Sirianni. By the way, did he seem he seemed tired uh, on Tuesday? Is that me? Did you get that uh, sense? You, you could probably you you're probably better at that body language than me. Yeah. But well, I mean, Jalen Hurts kept him up late, man. You know, he, yeah. After the game, after the game, he said, "Listen, we're going we're going into the, the film room. I don't care yeah. which I don't care what the kids say. I don't care how much taco soup you He's have to right. make. We're, we're, we're right. going to yeah. we're going to the film room. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you I'm gonna keep you behind up. Yeah. I would have sent I would have sent Jalen off to Cabo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would have said if you see any of the Cowboys down there, tell them to you know. Yeah. But I would have uh, gotten him away. He's got to get out of the building. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Dick Vermeil and his history um, with this organization. And very, we very know. impressed. Very impressed with this Eagles season and with the coaching. Um, Sirianni and his staff. Yeah. He said, "He said people don't realize how hard that is to win all those games." You know. And, oh yeah. Uh, especially with a bull, there is always a bullseye on you in Philly. He's very impressed with uh, with Nick Sirianni and his staff. So that bullseye. And nobody knows it better than Dick. Uh, the pressure uh, of, of being the head coach of this team. So we all know the numbers. Um, 14 wins, franchise, 70 sacks, franchise record, top five offense, top five defense. Um, it all goes away if he doesn't perform in the playoffs, right? So how much yeah. pressure is there on Nick Sirianni? There's a ton of pressure, yeah. yeah. And, and he's got that other thing going with um... – not knowing about what's going to happen with his coordinators. That's new for him, you know? Like, uh, I mean, they did interview last year. Uh, yeah, Gannon, Gannon, Gannon had three last year. So yeah, there was but, some of it. But still, that's that, how can that not be in the back of your mind, you know? Especially you got a bye week to think about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, they better have some pretty good play, plays. I mean, they better, they better open up that playbook, whoever it is, and just really get after it. And, um, and, you know, and, and just cross their fingers that the quarterback uh, doesn't aggravate that injury. Do you think he aggravated yeah. that injury in the game? I don't know. We're going to have that, a doctor. Uh, We're going to have Dr. Jessica Flynn on tomorrow. I'm excited to talk yeah. to her because I don't know what's going on with this stinking injury. I, ask, you know, ask yeah. her about that deep throw that he made. I mean, that's as far as I've seen him throw the ball since he's been with the Eagles. Remember, yeah, you know, I, I don't think the throwing part is the problem. I think the I contact is the problem. I think the contact is the problem. But I'm not a doctor. Uh, at Bob Groats from the Delco Times, read. Are you going to write about Dick? Uh, Dick Vermeil? What he oh, thinks I did. about this? Thing? About it. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. Uh, he and he thinks like you, like you guys. Definitely, he thinks that there's only two major or two obstacles 
for them to get to the Super Bowl. And those are the Niners and also the Cowboys. He thinks those are the teams that, that have I'm a with Dick. See, great he's minds stick big. alike. Yeah, yeah I think it's clearly San Francisco, but Dallas after that would be the most difficult. Oh, and just hurt. real quick with the San Francisco thing, the thing that really – he brought up an interesting point. How, how many times have the Eagles been tested – by a real rugged team like that this year. They're they, very physical. Like that. Now, you know? we all talked about Tennessee, but Tennessee, yeah. we didn't know Tennessee was falling apart at the time. They were all hurt. They were all hurt. Yeah, I mean, they were all hurt but nobody, that's a very physical team. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I mean, that they did. They still checked that box. They they won convincingly. But, uh, and the playoffs, the, the intensity goes up. But, you know, the other thing, too, he said, you know, they, they got – Brock Purdy back there. He he may be five and zero as a starter, but he hasn't been in the playoffs either. So I don't trust. He'll, him. he'll have a game under his belt when he gets yeah. to the. Yeah, I don't trust Brock Purdy. Yeah, I don't oh, trust. I mean, we, I mean, he he has that team around him. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to trust him fully, right, Mister Irrelevant, yeah. as they say. And the defense, you know, uh, defense is great. Defense like a is lot great. Of yeah, exactly. Our old buddy D'Amico Ryan's potentially yeah. going to be a a head coach in this league. I, what do you think he ends up? What do you think you got? Both you guys. Where do you think he ends up? Demico I don't know. Person. The problem with Tobiko is he's a defensive guy, and most teams aren't looking for defensive guys. Well, they aren't problem? looking. They want offensive guys. They all want yeah. offensive guys. I don't yeah. agree with it, but that's yeah. what they want. Remember yeah. John Harbaugh? Yeah, yeah. He's still doing a good job. All he's right. Tough. Well. I don't, I don't, I don't really know where Demico would go, but Bob the Hammer Groat, sir, we appreciate you always for coming on to the show, man. You provide us with a lot of insight. You provide us with a lot. Provide the people with a lot of entertainment, man. You're, uh, hey. you're one of one, like I always say, sir. We appreciate yeah. you. And now you can go in the hey, dollar God. store because Jalen, uh, there you go, you got the floor. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and Jalen is uh, not, yeah. Jalen got pushed back, so you can do whatever you want. You can go to Roy, uh, Royal Farms, Wawa. Get you some AM PM coffee. You think he got more treatment? Maybe. I don't know, but maybe you could maybe you could buy James Bradbury some Bengay or something. Maybe he'll loosen his knees. After up. that MRI, yeah. <laughs> Dollar store Bengay, yeah. Oh, oh man. Bob Gross, thank you so much, sir. And You've been great. Suffered third degree burns. Yeah. <laughs> Always a Thanks, pleasure. Bob. Though. Thank Take you. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Oh man, Bob Groats, man. He is he is one of the funnier guys that come with this show, man. But also again, does great work for uh the Duckle Times as a sports writer. Um, on top of that, does great work for WIP and WBCB 1490 AM. So we're gonna go into our final break of the show. It's the home stretch. This is Burge 365. He's John McMullen, and I'm Tony to Shills the second, filling in for the famous, the one and only Jordan McDonald. We'll be back in a moment, guys. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Welcome back to Birds 365. He's John McMullen, and I'm your guy, Tony. Show's the second filling in for Jody Mack. We are at the home stretch of the show. We appreciate you guys, as always, for locking in on the content. Continue to smash that like button. Continue to stay engaged. Regardless if you agree or if you disagree, we're going to still be here no matter what, and the content is going to continue to flow, and the heads are still going to roll. John, great show, or was it not? Oh, great show, Tone. Um... You know, uh, NFL, we were talking about this before when we talked about the Eagles uh, and the Cowboys. Um, NFL media put out the regular season viewership stats. 88 NFL games uh, of the top 100 TV shows. 88 were NFL games. But here's the problem. I'm sorry, uh, Eagles fans. They have the top five. Number one, Giants, Cowboys. Of course. 42.1 million. Number two, the only non-Cowboy game, Bills-Lions, Week 12. Uh, Number three, Cowboys-Packers. Number four, Cowboys-Eagles. Number five, Cowboys-Vikings. There's your reason. They're America's team for a reason. They're America's team for a reason. And, look, I don't really buy into that. They they haven't been successful in quite a long time. But there's something about that white and blue, right? There's something about that star. I, I don't know who Jerry – I don't know. I don't know whose hand Jerry Jones is shaking. But man, he is uh, cutting deals and 
look, business is business, and you got to acknowledge, man, the business, the business acumen of the of the Dallas Cowboys is top notch. Yeah, I, you know, that, that that's a class organization uh, too. I always joke, the best spread in the league, tremendous stadium. Uh, was talking to some ushers there. I tell all the story. He 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 tailors jackets for the ushers. Uh, they have tailored jackets. Um, yeah, I mean, say what you want about the guy. Football wise, a lot of issues. Class organization. Hey, when you look good, you feel good. We got a couple minutes left in the show, John. I have one <clears> final <throat> question for you. It's going to be rapid fire. You know, I know we're I know we're really tight on time. Who's your MVP for the offense this season? Who's your MVP for the defense? MVP of the offense is easy. That's Jalen Hurts. He's normally uh, was right up there for MVP of the league. Obviously, the injury kind of derailed that. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP of the league, but uh, Jalen Hurts uh, should be top five, deserves to be top five, uh, certainly the MVP. Defense, I shifted a little bit towards the end of the season. I said yesterday on the show the most consistent play-to-play defensive player on the Eagles is TJ Edwards, which remains true, uh, but Hassan Reddick is the MVP because of the splash plays. And, you know, they're important. 16 sacks leads the NFL in four fumbles, strip sacks. Um, tremendous signing uh, by Howie Roseman. And you think about he Howie Roseman might be the real MVP for everything he added because A.J. Brown, you know, we know what he's meant to the offense and James Bradbury, all the additions to the defense, uh, unbelievable offseason for Howie Roseman. I would have to agree. That's it for us, you guys. You've been locked in on Birds 365. We appreciate you guys as always. Like I said before, smash that like button. Continue to stay engaged. If you guys want more from John McMullen and his writing and his insight on the Philadelphia Eagles, check out jkipsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B-sports.com. There's a lot of articles on there. There's a lot of content on there for you guys to consume from not just John McMullen, but also from Paul Domowicz and Joe Santaliquido. This has been Birds 365 via Jacob Sports. He's John McMullen. I'm your guy, Tony DeSouza II, and I got Jody Mecca. We'll be back on Friday. Get well soon. We'll see you guys in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.